Hey, I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and lifestyle fulfillment coach, which means I've dedicated my entire life to helping anyone who feels like they're not making the most of their potential to level up and live the extraordinary life of their dreams. You deserve to be the king or queen of your own kingdom, and I'll be alongside to help you be the best version that you can be. I'm psyched that you're here, so let's get to it. Hey, what's going on? It's Johnny King. Welcome to another episode of the Johnny King Show. You know, someone uh, mentioned to me, we were just talking about the whole concept the other day about ready, aim, fire, or ready, fire, aim. Curious to know, although this is kind of rhetorical, since this is not a two-way conversation, what what do you tend to lean towards, uh, you know, <laughs> Some people definitely want to have all their ducks in a row. They want to get ready. They want to aim, make sure they've got everything in, in, in their sight, and then they'll shoot, which, quite frankly, is probably the, the least risky of the options, of the two options. Um, but then there's also the ready, fire, and then aim. And, you know, when it comes to, like, uh, there's a certain type of experiential personal development uh, like courses, leadership courses that I've done where uh, there's, there's something called MITT uh, in Los Angeles. There's a company here in Denver. These are all across the country really called SCI Seminars, PSI, which stands for Personal Success Institute. Um, there's ALA that my buddy – Lucas uh, went to down in San Diego. There's, they're, you know, they're all over the place, right? Which is a little different than, let's say, mar- uh, Landmark. And if you haven't ever done any personal development courses, I highly recommend them. Uh, but they're all, you know, they're all different depending on, you know, who you are and what you like to, you know, how you like to learn. For me, personally, I like to learn a lot of times. I've just always learned better doing something than, like, learning a concept, you know, or, or reading from a textbook and then taking a test uh, to see what my results were, right? I always kind of tend to like to jump into something. Now, at least for me, and, and I think uh, it's worth asking the question to you, it kind of depends on your, like, how risk-adverse you are. Um, I actually, when I really think about it, I'm not really that big a risk-taker, although over time, as I've gotten older, I've actually learned to take more risks. I've learned to trust myself more than uh, than I think I did actually when I was younger. Although that doesn't, you know, typically, you, you, you know, if you've got time on your side, you should take greater risks when you're younger, let's say, you know, entrepreneurially or whatever the case might be, um, and take fewer risks the older you get. Um, for me, it's been a little bit different. For me, it's been like as I've gained more and more confidence in myself, I've actually been willing to take more more risks. And so I'm wondering how it is for you. Um, are you more of the ready, aim, fire or the, you know, ready, fire, aim? Now, a good example of, of this in a story <laughs> that I think uh, articulates this well is um, I was 25, 26 years old. This was like kind of like one of my first real corporate jobs, if you will, um, after school. 
and I got hired as the second employee uh, hired for this brand new startup. And the startup was in St. Louis, and it was kind of all based on, um, like, uh, it, it was like an indoor go-karting place, right? And they're they're all over the country. Uh, a lot of times they cater to not only the individual walking in off the street, but they also also cater to corporations um, who spend a lot of money. They have a budget for team team building, you know, and uh, that sort of thing. And so. The whole concept in St. Louis would be to, to kind of bring in big companies. They would do their leadership. Maybe they'd meet for an hour or two, and then they'd have an hour or two of indoor racing. And this is not like uh, your little, you know, putt-putt golf, like maybe you're going 12 miles an hour type go-karts. These are electric go-karts uh, that accelerate – they're like high-performance go-karts we had to limit them at about 32 miles an hour, right? Because anything faster than that, you could run into a barricade and really hurt yourself. Um, so these things were wicked, <laughs> really, really cool. Um, I'm kind of getting off the, the track, the point of the whole <laughs> the story. But um, so I'm, I just fall in love with motorsports at this point, right? Um, it's all about racing and F1 and, Grand Prix racing, all these various things. And so one of my coworkers, uh, you know, fast forward a year or so, um, one of my coworkers is like, dude, did you see this in the newspaper? <laughs> I was like, what? No, I don't read the newspaper. He was a little bit older than I was. Uh, but he found this newspaper article, uh, not article, but ad that was uh, for the Infinity dealership <clears throat> here in town in St. Louis. Not here because I'm in Denver, but in St. Louis. And he's like, "Dude, you got I think we should do this. It's it's a one year lease on a G30, G35, G36. I forget. It was a two two door sports coupe, right? Um, it's a one year lease for two ninety nine a year. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, as much as I was paying on my like horrible blue four door Saturn, my first car that I bought out of college. So I sold that POS, and uh, I walked into the the dealership, and uh, I'm like, "Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm looking for you know uh, G whatever whatever." So, anyways, without making this story too long, uh, this was you know after work. It was probably like 7 p.m. I started looking around. I found a car. It's actually a uh, it's it's actually the coupe. It's an automatic. Um, it's pretty sweet, right? So they're like, do you want to test drive it? I'm like, yes, it's awesome. And as I'm driving around, you know, I'm like falling in love with this thing. I'm like, oh, my God, this is so cool. So we go and we sit down. We start doing the paperwork. And at this point, again, I was not making a ton of money for this startup. <clears throat> a lot of it was commission. Um, and so money was somewhat tight, right? So I'm thinking in my head, because I've never done a lease, actually, I'm thinking like two ninety nine, so that's what it's going to be, right? No, no taxes, no nothing, right? Um, and so when he does the numbers, he's like, "Yeah, it's going to. It comes out to uh, three three ninety two per month." And I was like, "What?" But in your ad, it said two ninety nine a month. He's like, "Well, yeah, that's for a very. That's like for one specific model of the car." 
not the one that you selected. And of course, he's dealing with like a, a 25 year old who, this is a really, you know, at the time, this was a really nice car, probably not worth the, the 299 a month, but I think they were, they just had so much inventory, they were looking to move uh, a bunch of cars. <clears throat> and I was like, well, he gave me a little bit of attitude. I was like, I want to see the car. <laughs> That's 299 a month. So he's like, ah, oh, he kind of rolls his eyes and exhales, you know, and he's just like, fine. So he jumps into the, into the computer, he's looking around, he's like, it says we have one left. I was like, perfect, that's the one. <laughs> he's like, all right, let me go bring it around. Well, he's gone for like 10 minutes. I'm like, oh, God. He comes back and he's like, I can't find it. And so he goes back and checks on his computer. He's like, yeah, it says we've got one in inventory. So we're looking all around, we can't find it. And he's like, the only other, and then he asked someone, he's like, well, I can't find it. It says we can, he's like, well, did you check the, the showroom floor? He's like, oh, yeah. And so, like, back around the corner, actually on the showroom floor, is this absolutely beautiful, like, light silver G35, but it's got the high-performance tires. Uh, it's got the JBL, like, the, the extra sound system, like, all the bells and whistles, Right. And he's like, oh, yeah, here it is. And I'm like, oh, shit, this is even nicer than the one that I just drove. And as I peek in through the, the window, I notice that it's uh, a manual. It's a stick shift, you know, transmission. And I've never actually driven a, a manual. I had been taught once by my best friend's dad in high school, early high school, when I was like 16 or 17, uh, so almost 10 years prior, and learned on his Jeep out in the middle of Colorado when we were off-roading, and uh, and I only learned for like 10 minutes, right? I only practiced for like 10 minutes. <laughs> so he's like, I'm, I'm like, oh, shit. And he's like, is this, you want it? Is this it? And I kind of looked at him. I was like, yep, yep, let's do it. So we go back, and we sit down, and we start doing the paperwork, and sure enough, when it's all said and done, it's probably like 319 a month. And, you know, I'm like, okay, I can... I can do an extra $20 a month <laughs> to drive this sweet car, um, learn learn how to drive stick shift on this sweet sports car. And so he's like, you want to test drive it? And at this point, it was getting late. Like, everyone else had left. I was like, no, no, I'm sure it drives very similar uh, to the other one. He's like, yeah, except that it's stick. I'm like, well, yeah, of course. But no, I'm good. As I'm thinking in my head, like, I don't know how to drive this thing, right? So speaking of ready fire aim i am definitely in this regard doing the ready fire aim okay there's no there's no like get my ducks in a row this one i'm gonna i'm gonna more or less uh figure this one out trial by fire so i'm like no no i'm good so he's like all right so they pull it out and they pull it up next to the side of the door and we sign all the paperwork and at this point it's 9:30, so the dealership had been closed for like half an hour everyone else had gone and uh so I'm embarrassed, though, because I don't know how to drive, and they park it on a slight incline. And then it actually gets even more steep before you pull onto this main road called Manchester Road. <laughs> and this guy and one other dude who were kind of closing up, um, they, like, stood there watching me inside for a while. And after, like, ten minutes, one of them comes five, – after five minutes, one comes out, and he, like, knocks on my window because I was faking like I was doing something because I didn't want to see that. I didn't want them to see me, like, stall, you know, and or do whatever I was going to do to try to get the car off the parking lot. 
And he's like, you okay? You doing that? I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just taking some time to to, to kind of tune the buttons and, you know, to, to make everything just dialed in. But no, I'm good. Well, you guys can go ahead. And they're like, okay. And they left and turned off the lights. And so I'd been sitting there for about 10 minutes. And then, of course, I grind the thing, and it's just like, you know, I'm just shaking, like it's jerking and lunging forward and back. And I I did not stall on that very first thing, so I got it up and over and onto the road. Uh, but I stalled twice at a couple different lights on the way home. But over the next three months, I learned how to drive stick shift, you know. And each day, it was like... I'd get a little nervous about driving the car, but I was excited about it. <laughs> but I ultimately taught myself uh, how to drive a stick shift on a brand new sports car. I don't know if I left him with any sort of transmission to, to work with for anyone after that very first year when I turned the car back in. But in that case, uh, I rolled the dice, right? In many other cases, I, I don't necessarily want to just go for it, right? But now, like, when it came to starting the meeting of men, when it came to deciding to write a book, when it's come to uh, start this podcast, a lot of these things within the last several years, like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go. Let's do this. I'm just doing it. I'm committing to it. I'm going for it. Let's go. Right? Sometimes I wish (laughs) I would have done a little bit more uh, due diligence. But, you know, like, you you have to know, like, how much risk you can take. You have to know how much, uh, kind of pressure or anxiety you can deal with. And it's not to say that one one attempt or strategy is better than the other, right? It's more about whatever fits you and your personality, and then you just stick with it and you go for it. There are going to probably be times when you're just going to have to jump in head first uh, and just trust. And just trust it's going to work out. And then there's other times you're going to probably be able to have a little bit more time, a little bit more runway to calculate, to make sure that you have the right heading and the right speed and enough fuel and everything else to take off, let's say. Other times, it's more like you're just being pushed out of a, out of a perfectly good airplane and you hope and pray that uh, that you pack your parachute correctly, right? So, I, I bring that all up just because, uh, you know, the, the driving of the stick shift is one that, you know, was reasonable risk. You know, I could have definitely ruined the tr- transmission and, you know, had a lot of money that I had to pay to the dealership for it. But, uh, you know, in that sense, it was worth the risk and it worked out just fine. But I want you to think about what are some things that you maybe have been putting off because you, you're you making the project or the goal out to be almost bigger than it really is. You know, sometimes we get so fearful that we want to make sure that we do it correctly without failing, that we then never actually take any <laughs> any steps forward to, to complete it, right? So sometimes it's just better to go and to pivot and to and to shift when need to and to learn than it is to to think that you have to have everything figured out, that you have to aim perfectly, that you're gonna hit the bullseye, otherwise you're not gonna pull the trigger Sometimes it's better just to pull the trigger, see how far you miss the mark, and then adjust, pull the trigger again, you know. And so sometimes I really do feel like um, it's better to to fail more often than it is to not even attempt and thus avoid failure because you never even put up any shots. That was like 
three different uh, quotes or sayings all uh, all butchered and wrapped up into one. That was uh, I was thinking of Michael Jordan saying, "Is that Michael Jordan saying that you miss 100% of the shots you don't make or you don't take?" Um, yeah, I was thinking about Wayne Gretzky saying, "I don't, I don't, I don't skate, uh, you know, where the puck has been. I skate to where the puck is going." I don't know. I didn't really wrap that one up <laughs> into that one either. However, you know, like all those different sports analogies were going through my head. So there you go. That's my that's my my recommendation for you is to look at some things. Maybe there's something in your life that you've been putting off, and I really really encourage you just to fucking go for it. Take take some action. Start moving the ball forward, even if it's been months or years. Man, just take that ball and just move it a little bit down the field. Take a little bit of action. You don't have to have all your ducks in a row. Just look at what's the very next thing that you should do to get going. And sometimes just ripping off the Band-Aid is the best thing you can do. You know, for me, it was quitting my job uh, back in 2010 when I had no idea. I had had not even the slightest idea of what I was going to do to put food on my own table. But you know what? That worked for me. I wouldn't recommend it for everyone, but for me it worked. So, Find your own your own style, your own way of doing it, and then just get out there and start taking shots and uh, pivoting or, or adjusting where need be. So, anyways, hope that's uh, inspired you a little bit to take some action here, and uh, we'd love to hear what you do and how that has affected you once you get some momentum here. So, from me to you, hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Uh, all the best. We'll talk to you soon. See ya. And I want to thank you so much for listening to The Johnny King Show. And hey, if you got something positive from this episode, please subscribe to the show, share it on your favorite social platform, and then tag me in it so I can say hi. It would also mean the world to me if you wrote a review of the show on Apple Podcasts because I read every single one. Do you feel like there's something I could be doing better? Awesome. I totally thrive on constructive feedback, and it's always welcome. So if you've got questions or concerns, you can always reach me via email at podcast at johnnyking.com. And then please follow me on Instagram at johnnyking, facebook.com backslash johnnykingmenscoach on my YouTube channel and LinkedIn. Thanks again for joining me. I've been Johnny King. You've been amazing. And we'll catch up with you next time. Take care.